listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now your hosts, Scott and Miles. Your table is ready. It's long and This is the capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is the Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, Episode 79. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And hello, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And we are here tonight to talk about all sorts of sci-fi goodness that we're watching, that you're watching, and just to hear what's going on in your world. We're here to have conversations here at the diner. Tables are clean, placemats are out. We have Joe the Cook in the kitchen, cooking away. Thanks, Dan. And um, we are ready to go. And uh, we've had some a couple season finales we got to talk about. Yes, we do. Continuum, Walking mm-hmm. Dead, and um, that's it, right? I think just those two, yeah. Yep, and a bunch of premieres that are coming up as well, or shows that have come back. Right. So a lot of goodness here. Miles, what is going on in your sci-fi world? What have you been into? Tell me about that. Well, um, excited, Leviathan Chronicles, so season two is back. And uh, watch, listen to the first one on the way here, and that was fantastic. So I can't wait for where I may have to shell the 20 bucks for the whole season. Ooh, I think that I'm definitely... I, I don't have the money right now, but mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely heading that way. Because I just don't want to wait. Yeah, you, you listen to, to 20 or so minutes, and then it ends, and you want you know, you want to keep going. Um, also enjoying season two of... Um, of um, uh, oh, shoot. I'm having a brain freeze. Um can't well, help you there. Yeah, when it comes back, uh, but I just finished Walking Dead, and thought the season finale that was good. Continuum was really good. Um, Game of Thrones, um, going through Game of Thrones season two like crazy right now. As soon as those DVDs come in, I'm I'm, I'm watching them. So I think I only have one more disc to watch before I'm finished with season two. Enjoying Arrow still, and uh, Revolution came back uh, a couple weeks ago. So I thought the season premiere was pretty good. Um, Second episode was pretty good too, so we'll see how well they do with that show. I don't feel that show has a, a real long future, but maybe they can still get some good storytelling in the last. Which ones for for Revolution? Revolution, yeah. yeah. We'll talk a little bit more and hear what you thought mm-hmm. about Revolution here in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not watching any TV, right? <laughs> well, that's not actually that's not totally accurate. I am watching Arrow. I watched a continuum finale, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. And I just started watching, oh, Fifth Element which Mm -hmm. we are doing our sci-fi rewind with April 16th. If you want to get in your thoughts to just email them to us or call us. Um, And I'm enjoying it. I forgot how the movie started. Mm -hmm. So it was quite an enjoyable surprise to see that it's, you know, I just, all I remember is the city scenes. Mm -hmm. Uh, All I remember is seeing Mila Jolovich (laughs) naked. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But uh, no, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that I just don't remember the the intro scene. So I was very glad to see that. It was very good. Well, we forget. Does, I mean, a movie was over 15 years ago. I can't believe it's been that long. Right, right, right. Right. Uh, And a very young Bruce Willis when you see him compared to today. He is is a bit younger. And um, yeah, so yeah, I think the the opening scene, it's like early 1900s. 
uh, alien spaceship arrives. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, anyways, uh, so that's kind of it. I'm in the middle of Game of Thrones, book five. I've been in the middle of it. I know every podcast, but I'm working my way slowly for through it. Uh, I didn't get to listen to too much today because Leviathan Chronicles is out. And mm-hmm. uh, hey. Leviathan Chronicles is out. I've been waiting two years for this sucker. It's finally out. Right. So I'm really excited about that. And yeah, so mm-hmm. it's very good. Very good. Well, let's move into like some of what we have to talk about tonight. I thought we'd switch things up a little bit and listen to some voicemail first. Sure. And then uh, get into... And then get into some thoughts that people uh, shared regarding various TV shows. And some of that may come up here anyways. I want to jump back. Uh, about a month ago, actually a month and a half ago, two months ago, we did our, our Blade Runner re- Rewind, right? Mm-hmm. And Colin finally got around to watching it. Colin, of course, is from what podcast? He's from the Trek News and Views podcast the, and, from Trek FM Network. So he sent in his thoughts about this. And so we're going to go ahead and play... Um, his thoughts on Blade Runner. So thanks, Colin, for sending him in. I know you said better late than never, but we always love to hear from you. So, Absolutely, Colin. I, call in, and British accent sells us every time. So <laughs> he, he already had with a British accent. He already has like five or ten IQ points more than I do. Yeah, I d- definitely. <laughs> um, but <laughs> and uh, but let's go ahead and hear what he has to say about the Blade Runner movie. Hi, Scott. Hi, Miles. It's Colin from England. Um, I'm sorry this took so long, but I keep meaning to do it, but Tom and Tide, as I say. Anyway, this is about Logan's run. I totally and utterly enjoyed the review and everyone's thoughts on it. But I would like to throw my two cents worth in, as you guys say over there. First of all, I've got the limited edition uh, box sets with every incarnation of the filming. Um, <clears throat> it's got lithograph stills and screenshots and artwork and all that type of stuff in that's how much I like this film. Um, but it has actually got an extra disc in, which is interviews with the cast and crew. And there's some interesting things he's throws up, which I thought you guys might like to hear. First of all, there's an interview with Rutger Hauer. And Rutger Hauer actually says that, in his opinion, the reason that he shined so much in this film is because Harrison Ford didn't want to do it. But he had to do it because it was contracted to do it. And Harrison Ford did not enjoy his time on the set because in them days, Ridley Scott was a screamer. So you can imagine this. He didn't want to do this film and he's got his director screaming and shouting at him. So um, Rucker Howard thinks that showed in his performance, which is why Rucker Howard shone so much on screen. Another interesting thing is Ridley Scott is also interviewed on the disc. And Ridley Scott says that as far as he was concerned, his incarnation of the film is Decker is a replicant, hence the unicorn. And he said he laid the seeds of the unicorn all the way through the film so that by the time you saw the unicorn at the end of the film, you would realise that he was in fact um, a replicant of the same nexus as Rachel. So his memories were implanted, which is why he was obsessing over the photos, looking at them on the piano, trying to make sense of them all because his memories were implanted memories. So um, he went on a premise that if you could create robots to do all the dirty work, then an android would be used to kill other androids so a human didn't have to get their hands dirty. So that's Ridley Scott's take on it. So that that just to throw some um, oil on the fire, as they say, about whether or not he was a replicant or not. As far as Ridley Scott was concerned, he was a replicant. So there you go. And... um, 
Didn't Mr. Armas look really good before his Battlestar guys? It's nice to know he went on to command a Battlestar. You know, he did well for himself. But uh, there's also the little snippets in there, like the Millennium Falcon is in the set. Um, and I think you, if you Google that, you can find it online. They show where the, the Death Star and the Millennium Falcon are actually used um, in Blade Runner in the, the cityscape. So that's that's rather nice little snippets in there. But as I say, guys, great review, as entertaining as ever. Um, I do I do love when you do these type of things because they are really entertaining. So I'll shut up because I'm waffling. So until next time, guys, live long and podcast. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Colin, because quite frankly, he shared some thoughts that I never heard of before. That, that Some things that are just totally news to me, yeah. Yeah, so for example, I didn't know that Harrison Ford did not like doing this movie. I can understand being under Ridley Scott as a screamer, mm-hmm. not liking this, right? Yeah, that, that, that's a revelation uh, that, that uh, Harrison Ford didn't want to do this movie. And I just thought uh, Harrison Ford was playing a world-weary, you know, detective or law enforcer or whatever. And and so, but that's interesting that Rutger Hauer thought, you know, that's why his that's why he, he stood out so much is that he wanted to be there maybe and Harrison Ford didn't, so... Well, that I guess makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole decorative replicant thing—we're back to that argument again. But um, Ridley Scott, we kind of had shared this, but Ridley Scott kind of chimed in at least later on that, "Yep, he's a replicant in his opinion." Well, you know, if 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 if, in, if I guess he he might have the final say. This is his take on the Philip K. Dick uh, story. Um, so maybe you know. I, if if he if if it, his mind and he's a replicant, I guess he's a replicant. Yeah. So whatever. Now, this whole thing about the Death Star and the Millennium Falcon being in there, I have not heard this before. This is news to me. I, I, I'm gonna have to see. I'm gonna have to take Colin's advice and and look for it online. See if we can actually see, you know, the Falcon and the, and the Death Star. Okay, I am I am looking online at some pictures right now, mm-hmm. and they're showing outlines of where it would be. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting, kind of hidden in it. So I see what he's talking about. I don't see the Death Star, but I do see, I do see the, uh, I do see they they show where it's outlined and where they kind of uh, show the Millennium Falcon as a part of it. So uh, interesting. Interesting. I never haven't heard that theory before, but mm-hmm. that's news to me. So you can just go online. You know, like Colin said, you can go online, do a Google search on the pictures, put Millennium Falcon and Blade Runner, and then put the same thing for Death Star, mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll you'll get a you'll get a little bit of it, I guess. There. So we'll have to check that out. We will. Thank you uh, for calling in again and sharing your thoughts on Blade Runner. It's always and, good to hear from you, Colin. Yep, absolutely. Rick from Wisconsin called in. Let's hear what Rick has to say. Uh, he talks about the finale of Continuum and how much he's enjoyed the show. Hey, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling with uh, some feedback for the Sci-Fi Diner. I uh, wanted to say that we've... Uh, been enjoying the, the different TV series. I really liked the uh, finale to Continuum and can't wait to see the second season. Um, I think that show ended up being uh, pretty well done and uh, even when I kind of thought I guessed what was coming, I wasn't always right. I was right a couple times but there were there were other things where I, I just kind of went, wow, you know, they got me on that one. And 
We have uh, been enjoying the return of Grimm. Uh, Grimm has been really good. I think even even better than the uh, earlier episodes that they had. And uh, Revolution has come back on. Uh, if you were watching Revolution, if you liked it the first season, um, I think I think the way they've changed it up with this first episode coming back is. Um, really moving it in, a, in a, another direction that I think will be good. Uh, hopefully uh, writing improves because that's the main lacking thing on that show. And uh, trying to think, uh, Once Upon a Time has been really good. Uh, some interesting things happening there if you're, if you're watching that show. And um, Person of Interest uh is still good this season. Um, I would recommend catching that show if there's any way you can. And uh, other than that, I'm just waiting to see some more uh, sci-fi movies coming out in the theater. So uh, we did enjoy Oz very much, and we did enjoy uh, Jack the Giant Killer, or Giant Slayer, that, that one, uh, was pretty good. So um, that's all I have for now. Thanks. Rick, thanks so much for calling in and giving us your thoughts. He really enjoyed Continuum. Like myself and you and many others did, yeah. Yeah, so a great first season. Looking forward to the second season. I know that you Canadians are getting it ahead of us, but that's all right. We know it's coming, and so we can handle it. We, we, we can wait. <laughs> we can wait. We can have patience. Um, and Revolution, he said it's nice to have it back. His big complaint with Revolution, he said the writing is lacking. Do you hmm. agree with what he said? I thought it was pretty good early on, but I don't know, just the pacing as the series progressed just seemed to lack something. So, yeah, I, I would agree with him. I mean, it had a very strong opening, but... As far as just keeping going, um, now I, I do I do agree with him that it looks like the second season. I mean, they they start off with a bang. The, there's definitely a lot more action. This last episode, there was a lot more action too. So, um, lo- looks like they're trying. I, I have a feeling they, they 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 feel the writing is on the wall. So they're they're at least try to make sure the show, the show at least finishes strong. And I don't think it's been canceled yet, at least not that I know of. I have not heard or read of anything about cancellation. But the way people talk about it, it might as well be canceled sometimes. But Sure. But uh, So you're still watching? I, I, I'm still watching and enjoy, enjoyed the last couple episodes, yeah. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll hear from the rest of you in just a moment about what you thought about Revolutions. Um, Once Upon a Time and not watching, I'm glad to hear it's still good. I will probably eventually watch the second season because I've heard a lot of good things about it from you listeners. Mm -hmm. Uh, I watched season one and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Person of Interest, watch season one, thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, I'll probably watch Person of Interest season two before I watch Once Upon a Time because I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a spy fi kind of thriller thing, and I'm I'm enjoying Jim Caviezel as this person of interest. So mm-hmm. it was very good. But thanks, Rick, for calling in. And I, you know, he said something. He's looking forward to some good sci fi movies. We have a lot of good sci fi coming down the pike. Well, he he said he watched Oz. Enjoy that right right there with you, Rick. Um, Jack and the Giant Slayer. Probably wait till that comes available as a rental. Yeah. Well, we have Jurassic Park coming out this week, and by the time this airs, it will be out in. 3D. I was going to mm-hmm. say 4D, but in 3D. And then we have Oblivion. Um, we had uh, Olympus, which didn't do well at the box office, but I kind of want to see it anyways. Cause, mm-hmm. um, 
And then um, uh, we have Star Trek. We have next month. Yeah, we have oh tons of good sci-fi coming out this summer. Way more than I can watch. Right. So, but thank you, Rick, for calling in. Let's move into sharing uh, what listeners thought about the Walking Dead finale. Do you mm-hmm. want to kind of tell us a little bit about your take in the finale? Then we'll sure. jump into some listener feedback. Well, it was sad to say goodbye to a main character, but what, Laurie? Yeah, uh, um, Laurie Holden's character, Andrea. And, um, but, um, I liked the, the strategy that Rick and his people had as far as, you know, dealing with the governor and his little army. I mean, yeah, the governor's army come to prison, shoot up the place, but then they they try to go inside. There's these flash, flashbang grenades. And so it it scared the crap out of the governor's people. And, um, so it was just good strategy there there was an interesting scene with rick's son and one one of the guys running away it was just a kid himself um but you feel concerned for carl um after seeing that scene which we'll talk about when we read some of our listeners comments mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so laurie holden's character God. yeah unfortunately the governor had her locked up for a while and uh milton the governor's right hand as far as more of the scientific type stuff. Um, the Milton has grown disillusioned with the governor and um, the governor wants basically him to kill Laurie and with a knife and Milton tries to go after the governor with it. And the governor, of course, he's not going to beat the governor at this game. And he, and he goes, I, you, you will kill Laurie, you know, one way or the other. And it's like, after he dies, he'll, he'll turn and, Laurie's, like you call her Laurie, Andrea, she's on this barber's chair and she's restrained in there. Mm. But Milton had left a pliers behind there earlier so she could try to, if she can grab with her foot to, to, to escape. But it's, although she, she's, you know, at the, she, it's not enough time for her to get out. I mean, Milton does die and does turn. And unfortunately she, you know, she gets bit. All right. And that's it. So, um, but she she's a brief reunion with Michonne and, and Rick, but she's alive enough to, you know, put herself out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's it. Well, here's how listeners kind of broke down this episode. Katie said, I believe you know her, yeah. uh, said, oh, and by the way, how in the heck did Andrew get a perfect pedicure post-zombie apocalypse? That was totally distracting to me. The only thing I think of is maybe just before... Maybe a few days before, maybe the women of Woodbury had a pedicure party or something. Uh, they must have. Mary Kay came to town. Zombie Mary Kay. They got to do something to right, you know right. for morale. You know, right? Uh, she went on to say, "Yes, I'm glad Miss Shun is finally t- talking a little bit more. It's hard to identify with someone without hearing them talk. I was glad she started talking more in the last episode with Merle, and that was a nice moment with Rick in this one. That, that, that Miss Shun could talk, but she's she's much better with a sword. Oh, absolutely." Mm-hmm. And what did Matt say? All I could say is about freaking time. Should have happened season one. Hated her character. Okay. So so he was not an Andrea fan. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, and I think maybe I was a little bit more of an Andrea fan having met her. True. Right. And she was on the X-Files. And that's oh. always bonus. That, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Katie says, uh, I'm a little concerned about Carl. Disappointed they didn't resolve the governor, but he is a good, but he is a good bad guy. All those Woodbury people are going to drag them down. But more zombie fire to, to to keep the main characters around to keep the main characters around more. Yeah. So would these Woodbury people are really coming to play here, huh? What happened? Yeah. What happened was, um, 
the governor and two of his henchmen just drive off, and um, I, I guess Rick invites the people of Woodbury if they want to stay with them at the prison, they can. And so that's what happens. I mean, they bust a lot of people in. Very, very cool. At the end, yeah. Yeah, Jen M said, uh, I started to read the comics, and then the show started to change the people who are dead and alive, so it was hard for me to get back into it, but then did again. It's pretty much almost similar, at least the situations and places that are used. I just got volume nine, and I'm in the middle of volume six, so that will fill the void. Mm -hmm. So the comics are something that I definitely wanted to read, but have not... Because I just can't shell out the box for those comics right now. Yeah, me too. But maybe maybe someday. But um, What did Christine have to say? She says, I, I love the comics, Jennifer. I'm all caught up, and I'll tell you, that you never have to worry about the show spoilers because it's like an alternate, uni- alternate timeline. I never know what's going to be happening in the show. Characters have different relationships, make different decisions. Some characters in one and not the other, but I love them both. And that's, that's an awesome thing to say, you know, based on the comics, but different. <laughs> So you can enjoy Walking Dead in two, you know, the TV and the comic, and neither one's going to spoil each other. Right. More Walking Dead for you. Yeah. <laughs> Lee Kemp said, well, 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 it was not the big splash that some people were wanting, but all in all, it was a good ending for the season. Plenty of people left this season from Andrea. Plenty of people, plenty of people left this season from Andrea, Merle, and Lori. I do believe that this is... There's enough hits for the group. I don't think that the government will be back right away next season, but he will show his ugly head sometime into the next season. One thing I do think that Rick needs to take that gun away from Carl. He has no need for it. And he needs a good spanking. Little, like like Christine said, he's out of control. One of the other things that may have... One, one other thing. Some may have hated Andrea, but I really liked her. She made herself tough and would have been a good asset to the group. I think the next season, most of us will miss her. Now the question is, with a new influx of people, will Rick's thoughts on the prison come true? Will they start planting crops and try to make the prison a safe and habitual, a safe habitat? I guess we'll see next season. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? Will Rick transform this into a place of safety? I suspect he will. Yeah, I think. Or try at least. He's going. He's going to try. Yeah, but he's a different man from the beginning of season three to to this season. I mean, he's he he's regained. He lost. He appeared to have lost some of his humanity, but he seemed to have regained a good bit of it towards the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, we've heard. Let's move on into some thoughts about Doctor Who: The Bells of Saint John. So tell me about Doctor Who. Well, I, I can't because I do not watch oh, the show. <laughs> you watch it. And you know what? I watch the show, but unfortunately, because of my time, I have not watched this episode yet. But let's talk about it. I heard a lot of good things. This episode garnered a mature rating. Uh, Whoa. So kind of interesting for BBC and for Doctor Who, mm-hmm. which is typically family friendly. Um, I hear Doctor Who has a nice shiny blue uh, purple suit. But this is what Jen M had to say about Doctor Who. Thought it was very well done. Once again, I love the mystery that revolves around Clara Oswin, Oswald Oswin. I was trying to count how many times she kind of died in this one. Uh, at least this new companion breathes new life into the Doctor. So I look forward to this more, to more new Who episodes. Mm-hmm. And Neil? Neil says, it was a good episode. It appears that the great intelligence uh, may be menacing them a bit like more this season. I hope... Claire does not die anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about something that you did watch, <coughs> mm-hmm. and that is Revolutions. Tell me what you thought of the return of Revolution. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a good, uh, you know, s- season two uh, opener. 
Um, but this is what our listeners thought. Um, so, is it bad acting, bad character development, bad storylines? Not sure why we keep watching. Answer this. Walking Dead Merle dies, and we get a little touched up. Feel sadness. In Revolution, feel nothing. Bottom line, Walking Dead is much better. Okay. <laughs> no one's going to probably disagree mm-hmm. with you. And the question is, why do people keep watching the show? What is your thought on that? Is there something in the show that we're hoping for? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean... Um, yeah, I want to. I want to see. Will the resistance? Will they be able to beat the Monroe Republic? Will they be able to get the power turned back on? There's two forces at work now. There's the Monroe Republic, and there's this third party. Well, it's basically the government. I mean, we find out the the um, one of the guy. He, he's an assistant to the Department of Defense um, that helped develop this weapon. Um, so I guess it's what's left of the you know the U.S. government as far mm-hmm. as that goes. Yeah. Well, Jan M said I'm kind of a little upset with this show myself. Just got finished watching it, and what the crap? They killed Danny off. That's kind of like what if they ever killed off Sam from Supernatural? What was the point of the whole last season trying to get Danny back only to lose him like prematurely? I'm hoping it's all a bad dream at Charlie's. Mm-hmm. Jackie says, uh, Jennifer, I, I kind of saw it differently. I thought Danny was always a, a weakling character. When he took out the helicopter, he died a strong hero. I'm interested to see where this season heads with the addition of the tower. And then she goes, and Matt's like, oh no, J- what Jason said, what tower? And what did she cut out of Danny's? Inquiring minds want to know. Yes. Um, what did Matt say? I agree with above comments. The show, the show's, the show's lacking. That should have been the episode to uh, end on before the f- four-month break. Not that it made much difference, but hey. Uh, Lee Ken said, this is slowly finding its footing. So he thinks that the show's slowly getting better. That Dan, not that Danny was not a big loss and they did not have a big impact in the group, but they could have used his death as some kind of martyr and spur others to fight. And yes, I got to find out about the tower and what Danny's mom cut out of him. There's a pool for me. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe the important thing here is what we're hearing is this tower thing and the hand thing, that somehow this is a hook that now says... You know what? I'm going to watch next episode because I want to find this out. And there's something to be said about a show that that pulls us in that way. Yeah, at the end, when when Danny's <clears throat> when Danny's dead, he's lying there. The mother takes out this exacto knife and uh, removes this this tech out of him, and it's like, okay, we we didn't know about this before. What's going on here? So. Hmm. So I had chimed in. I said, I finally saw it yesterday. I thought it was a strong opening. Hopefully they can continue the momentum. I got to agree with Jackie on Danny's death. Danny for season one was a plot device. They're not much of a character. At least a guy that goes with a blaze of glory and gives the others a motivation to keep fighting the Monroe Republic. Hmm. I don't see this show having a, a long future, but I think this season might be good. Hmm. Jen M said, they could always develop them over time. Gave Charlie something to protect. Hopefully they make Charlie and her mom really kick some arse. And then, along with Miles. So, Miles, they want you in there kicking arse. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Jason Taylor? He, he, remind me of The Walking Dead, the way they, they spent half of the second season looking for Sof- Sophia, only to kill her in the mid-season finale. Isn't that true? I mean, she was basically a plot device. I mean, yeah. she gets lost, and you don't see her until the end where she's a zombie. Yeah. By the way, we have an interview with Sophia coming up, too. Oh, cool. That was part of the Infect Scranton nice. interview. Nice. I think so. Let's talk 
Arrow. Mm-hmm. Now, I can talk about Arrow here. I enjoyed the latest episode of Arrow, the ramping up. It was great to see another vigilante kind of on the loose mm-hmm. in this episode. And I tell you what, the only thing that bothered me is I figured out probably 10 minutes before they did that he was on a subway. Really? Yeah, because he, he he's running by the subway line and the signal's moving and they kind of show him running by the subway line. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's on the subway. 10 minutes later, they figure out he's on the subway. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit quicker in the draw than the arrow was. Ha, ha, ha. But yeah, I, I, I did pick up on the subway. I thought the guy was just a computer genius and he was able to bounce his signal around. Yeah, but yeah. but a subway will work too. It'll be, inter- it'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, Oliver's sister's boyfriend. Because he's become much more of a recurring character. Well, in the comics, he basically becomes the red arrow. So, uh, yeah, so he... We'll Maybe. see. We'll see if if Oliver will use him in his, you know, vigilante crime. Well, you, you do see him kick butt and take names when he goes to protect the sister. That one scene. That's true. That's in the not this week's episode, but the week before that. And he has one of the arrows, and he's like looking at it, kind of. Uh, right. He, yeah. This is a treat. Yeah. There's some hints there. Yeah. So, so very good. I'm glad they resolved the whole sister looking for the one girl's sister storyline. Yeah, I, but I think that might come back. I, so? I don't think that's, I don't think that's totally unresolved yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Jen M had to say some of your thoughts, listeners. Uh, Jen M had to say it was another good episode. She was very determined to get that guy. Although I just wanted more Roy Harper. Lol. And what? No workout scene. Actually, Jen, at the very beginning of the episode, he's working out on the roof. Mm. You know, he's lifting and dropping himself to the ground. Remember that? I was watching that pretty close. I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> go ahead. What did, what did Anthony have to say? Anthony says, I gave up in episode seven or so. Not really liking it. It's okay-ish, but so many shows on probably better. You guys think it's, it gets better? Five was good. I almost finished Revolution. That's a bit disappointing, too. Yeah, well, definitely, if you definitely if you give up on Revolution, go to Arrow, because Arrow is much better than Revolution. Oh, Arrow, much, much better, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least that's, all, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Do what you want, but... Um, Lee said, "For one, I, for one, am enjoying it, and this last episode was somewhat of a twister with all the women around him. He never gets a break. But now he knows for sure that he has to kill the Huntress, as he has to made too many mistakes over the last few episodes, and they all need to be corrected. Hit for the, uncom- hit for the un- upcoming fi- final episode in the next few weeks. So these are actually from um, a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. So this is actually, this is for the Huntress. This is not the most recent episode that right. we're talking about, but mm-hmm. still good here. And right. I'm glad it did bring that up. Mm-hmm. Let's move into Continuum. Sure. Tell me about, we had the Continuum finale. I know you Canadians already heard this old hat for you, but for us Americans and the rest of us that got it just recently here, we, we wrapped up this episode. Interesting twist of... Well, Kagami blows himself up. Right, sort of, but he's still around. He, well, he, he is. I mean, well, he did blow himself up, I mean, by all appearances, but at the same time, his he was also born. You know, he died right. the same, you know, he was born, but his future self dies. It's just kind of an interesting uh, paradox. Yeah, so... Uh... Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed season one. It mm-hmm. was solid. It had good characters. Not as good as Arrow, in my opinion, but I. It, but it's a show that I'm enjoying. Right, and it, uh, it's the sci-fi aspect. I mean, Kira has this cool tech. I mean, her her uniform is fixed, so she can 
it, it, it's also body armor. It's also a cloaking device. It does all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, and the only discussion we really had from listeners on it was the fact that there's too much on TV. We can't watch everything. So, yeah. so we won't give a lot of feedback for that. But I enjoyed the finale episode of that. Um, and one last comment here before we go and wrap up the show tonight. Ken from Chicago commented on a recently released episode on what makes good science fiction. Um, and he said this, he goes, for, for him, science fiction is where there's some significant scientific event that is true. Uh, he liked Keith's definition, our world with at least one major change. He liked that definition. He said, by the way, Western's another genre besides sci-fi defined by setting. I suspect that folk favor sci-fi over spec fic because it rhymes. I'd amend uh, Keith's definition of sci-fi slightly. Our role with at least one major scientific change. Finally, I think that most folk differ between sci-fi and fantasy with magic arbitrarily, in my opinion, uh, since magic is misunderstood science. (laughs) So so some good thoughts from Ken from Chicago. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you guys really need to check that out. I know it's long. But if you get through our banter, there's a lot of good stuff that we say in that episode. Right. We, we had some great guests that were, could really talk about the, the whole, what is sci-fi? You speak about it intelligently, in my opinion. Uh, me, and I'm not yeah. talking about us. Right, <laughs> right, right. We're talking about the rest, of the, the rest of the folks that were on that podcast with us. Yes. But, well, Miles, I believe that about does it for a listener feedback episode. Okay. Um, so, uh, again, thank you so much for listening to Sci-Fi Diner. Uh you know how to contact us. We'll give you our number and email and everything at the end of the show here. But thank you so much for chiming in and listening. And we look forward we look forward to seeing you in a few weeks here. So until next time, good night and good luck. We will see ya. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food and the service and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, Flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com or send an MP3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash scifidiner.com. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com. Oh.